Blog Talk Radio. The flow is locomotive, holes open loaded, got a cheat code in my photom. Here's a toast to the ghost from the most to the coast, from my face to the toast. The whole globe is a host. Can I bless the cannabis? Can the best manifest? Can I leave it to the most and let her hands do the rest? Said I leave it to the most and let her hands do the rest. Just give me what I need to keep my family fresh. They wanna take my chick, they wanna drink my beer, they wanna breathe my air, they can't be my air. They throw dirt on my name and deceive my peers. But I'm always in my zone, yeah, I'm always in my zone. I'm a pit bull, pat man, Taurus on Patron. And I put it up the ground when I smoke with my dogs. And damn, I miss my main motherfucker smoke dog. But our dogs go to heaven, ain't that what they told y'all? They waiting on the green light, but we cutting corners. Watching for the winkers. Yo, the Alpha Omega Tribe, my metaphors and metaphors, next level design, light years ahead of the time. Think online till you listen to my rhymes, till your grandkids get it in 2075. My level of drop, seven to job, talk philosophy, and it might possibly melt the mic audibly. Felt right to fight in sight, insight sonically, but I write through lightning strikes to your property. And applies a lot to make your body rob properly. Plain you got style, but you bought it from the dollar tree. Diamond does it with a dozen dimes, but the Done a couple times of my time, yo, and honestly, I got the same vibe every time I'm about to beat it. Ain't better than sex, but it's next best, it gotta be. Hip hop is a major part of me. Hell, even if you're blind, it can't be hard to see. They waiting on the green light, but we cutting corners. Watching for the blinkers. Blacktopia presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest color show on earth, with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, some guy named Jay, and Adrian Charleston. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black folks from all walks of life, 
teaching and preaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe now is not hosted by convicted felon or conspiracy theorist wacko or closeted lesbian, but hey, we're going to put on a great show just as good as those people too, so listen up. (laughs) Don't judge us. Uh, We're going to have a great show. We're going to have a great show tonight. It's going to be really great. You know, I lied all those other times, but tonight... Tonight, this is going to be the one. I promise you this time. The other time, I'm oops, I'm sorry, but this is going to be the show. Because tonight, our guest is the rapper Ghost Dog, here to talk about his album, Dreams of a Wandering Samurai, his new singles, which we just, one of them we just played, other topics in our community, and whatever the hell else Barbara wants him to talk about. You know, she wants him to talk about some shit. But before we get into all that, I just want to let everyone know you can check us out at, black, at www.blacktopia.org. And you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app from iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World. All right. Now, before I bring everybody on, I just want to give some quick shout-outs. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the rapper D-Hud. Get updates on him and his music by going to d-hud.blogspot.com. I also want to give a shout-out to Tammy Thomas, Tammy Thomas the Poetess. She has a book of poetry out right now, and you can purchase her book. Emotional Soul of a Poetess on Amazon.com. Just search Emotional Soul of a Poetess by Tammy S. Thomas. And uh, I also want to let you know you could also purchase the Blacktopia Classic Tea and Coffee Mug uh, from Zazzle.com forward slash product on demand. You can also get our Blacktopia Keychain. Get the Blacktopia Keychain so you can hold your keys together the same way Blacktopia holds black people together. But uh, but with that uh, Blacktopia classic coffee mug, the next time you're drinking your Asia, you can do it in style with your pinky up in the air. You can do it just like Timothy Frog does in all the memes, but that's none of my business, folks. <laughs> so definitely get the mug so you can uh, so you can be drinking it like Kermit the Frog, like he does in the memes. Get it from www.zazzle. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com forward slash product on demand. Yes, yes. Now let me go ahead and bring on the uh, the hosts so we can get this thing started. Marvelous country cleaner lady. What's going on, Proper? <laughs> ah, it's Tuesday. Just doing a show. I know. I know. Let's get it going. That's how we do. All right, let's go ahead and take the butterfly out of the out of the nets or whatever we contain butterflies in. <laughs> Adrian Charleston, the butterfly. Yes. Hey, how's everybody doing this evening? Hey, ladies. <laughs> eh, it's Tuesday. Just doing a show. <laughs> All right. That's correct. So y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this interview? Y'all ready for this, uh, mm-hmm. for this show? Yes. Yeah, All right. It is. All always. Let's go on ahead and bring on our guest, Ghost Dog. Oh what? Peace, peace. What's up, everybody? Hello. 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 
Oh, yeah. Now, now, Ghost Dog, let me tell you how we do this, all right? And uh, I'll okay. let all the listeners know how we do this. Uh, Barbara, the country cleaning lady, sits you down in the hot seat and interrogates you like a cop. Around, okay. around 9.35, we'll take some calls. Uh, if you got some calls, you want to ask Ghost Dog some questions, just give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. And if you're already streaming on your phone, just press 1. We'll bring you on. You can talk to Ghost Dog, chop it up with them. Around 10 o'clock, we take a break, play some commercials, play another song. And uh, when we come back from the break, myself, we have the old church lady announcements. After the old church lady announcements, Adrian Charleston has Butterfly Flow. After Butterfly Flow, we'll talk about some uh, general topics in the black community and uh, or just current events or any topics that you want sure. to discuss yourself. Uh, and sure. also we'll bring on some Oh, yes, and we'll also bring on some more callers if they want to join in and uh, give their opinion on whatever we're talking about. And then that's our show. So are you ready for that? Yes, sir, I am. Oh, man, let's All right, it, bro. let's do it. Yes, yes. Let's do this. Eric Thomas, a.k.a. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, that would going be me. On tour. Yeah, going on tour. Your album, Dreams of a Wandering Samurai, you featured in all black entertainment magazines, Southeast Hip Hop sure. magazine. Two singles on the way up. Congrats on. Sure. Yes, yes. And I mean, yes, I read sir. a lot of good things about you, dog. A lot of good things. Oh, so let me get right that. into my questions. Let me get right into this. You attended okay. Shaw University, and I'm a. Big fan of Shaw. What was your yes, discipline there, and what made you come out of that into the rap game? Okay, so when I went to Shaw, I did not go to main campus. I did go to the homecoming. You know, I went. I went for mm-hmm. two years, and I actually kept up a, a, a pretty decent GPA while I was there. Um, I wanted to go for their music program because you know Shaw was one of the first colleges that had a hip hop program. Yep. Um, way back when, um, and the 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 messed up the backwards thing is that I ended up going to Shaw when I lived in Asheville. They had a branch, a satellite center, and it did not include the music program. So I went for two years uh, for business administration, thinking that maybe some of the business things that I learned would apply to the business side of the music, but. It didn't really plan out like that, and I really found out that I could pursue what I really wanted to be doing if I did my own homework on it, and so I kind of did. Okay. Well, to be yeah. an artist, you have to love the craft itself. After 15 years of being in the rap business, what have you learned about Gary as an artist? I have learned um, that that maybe I have a little bit of perseverance because I had to learn how to do so much stuff myself in the beginning until I didn't have to anymore. And that is to translate it because now, like, when I'm working with people in different avenues and aspects, well, for one thing, I've always believed that, like, you know, life has a tendency to reach out and meet you halfway if you're putting in the effort, and it definitely has. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I've met mentors and brothers and people that kind of helped to guide me along the path whenever it just seemed like it was time. I've met producers uh, that, that have just, man, fallen in place at the right time, you know, and, and things of that nature. I had to do all that stuff my, myself at first. I've learned that maybe I can be a little resilient uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to some things like that. Yeah, it learned, it learned to help you learn to appreciate the art better and appreciate where you come from and where you've gone because you had to do it all by yourself. Nothing was given to you. 
Therefore, you you know, you you want to hold on to it a little bit longer. And I mean, from the music that I'm listening to, you're on your way. Reset. You're on your way. Now, you made a statement calling yourself the vengeful spirit of hip-hop. Explain that. <laughs> All right. So well, when I say the vengeful spirit of hip-hop, man, I mean, like, okay, so, you know, I know, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, that hip-hop comes and goes in cycles. So I think it's finally coming back around to, like, lyricism, and a place where the kind of hip-hop that we grew up listening to, I try to make the kind of hip-hop that I grew up listening to that kind of mm-hmm. motivates me. You know, right. I, I always kind of try to make what I, the kind of stuff I like to hear. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's almost like it's preserving the spirit of that when, when I, you know, when I put my music out. I really try to stay, not not like I'm trying to copy any kind of blueprint or keep, oh, it's got to yeah. be boom bap or, or pure, but, I mean, I just know where it resonates with me and I carry it forward. You know what I mean? So in that sense, you know, I guess like I'm, I'm, you know, on my MC stuff. You know what I mean? When when right. in some of the cycles that I've come up in, it was headed more towards you know it went from you know crunk music to the now it's mumble rap and stuff like that. But it, it don't matter how much of that stuff comes and goes in cycles. Like I, I honestly try to preserve the spirit of stuff that is actually on some some MC and skills of artistry. You doing just that? Because these two singles that you got out, "Rely on Me" and "Cutting Corners." I mean, both of them got tight beats and epic lyrics. Um, for me, my, my take on from what I've heard listening to them, Rely On Me basically says, you know, you're down with your crew for life. And Cutting Corners speaks on the streets where, you know, people take the easy way out or the step over folk to make it. Um, how did you come up with the lyrics for both, and what was your intent meaning for either song? Okay, so Rely On Me, um, you know what I mean, that, that, that's actually wild because um, that, that joint – it's featuring Dinko D from Leaders of New School. And I will say that the first video that I ever spazzed the entire hell out watching was Scenario, you know, Try Call mm-hmm. Quest and Leaders. Yes, that, yes. That, that made me mm-hmm. cry. Yeah, and I've never seen anything like it. So, I mean, I remember the, the morning I've seen that, I think it might have been in middle school or, or maybe a freshman in high school when it came out. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm watching it on TV before I went to school, and I spazzed out, man. So, I mean, it's like, the fact that that came to fruition, man, in itself, man, I was just charged, man. Like, I had a, a friend at the time that asked me if I wanted to get on a uh, – he was like, man, I, I happen to know Dinko D. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, and I hear you, you know. Um, maybe I didn't think that maybe he was serious about it, man, but sure enough, man, like, um, you know, Dinko came down from New York. I ended up doing a show with him that, that same in that same window, and mm-hmm. it was just like he – I had the beat to write to beforehand, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, man, like, really when I write, I really let the beat kind of, the one and two ways that I write, man, I either, like, in that case, I had the beat tell me what to write, what kind of vibe that I felt to get on, and I mm-hmm. wasn't even approaching it from the fact that I was on a joint with Dingo there. I just literally listened to the beat and let it tell me what, what to get on. Um, the right. other way I have is when I feel like I kind of channel things, you know what I mean? But but that's when I don't have a beat and the words just come to me. So in both of those songs, man, uh, Rely On Me and Cutting Corners, man, like Rely On Me, I, I literally just let the beat tell me. And it it's when I really have first started getting on. Like I'm, I'm not really, uh, you know, a fast flow spitter. I would shout out my brother in Tucson from 1100 Uh It's my crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, for rubbing off on me in that regard because I've developed a little bit of that in mm-hmm. in some of my flows, man. So that's just kind of I was I was in that kind of zone, that kind of vibe. Uh, 
uh, when I wrote it, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of letting people know who I am, you know, is kind of what I was coming from is literally this, this is me. You know, that's why I started right. out like the rhymes by natural elements with close and you find it. They have intelligence, lack of embellishment in my life. I'm telling it, you know, who I am, who mm-hmm. I hope to be. Plus, I'm saying vocally and damn it, I'm dope and intelligent. I'm just kind of giving a little, almost like a resume of who I am, you know, on that joint. Okay. Uh, well, throughout. Who, yeah. Who's on the turntables? Because they're as dope as the old school ooh, DJs, ooh. and I mean, handling the wheels of steel. Who the hell was that? Because I had to wheels. Who in the hell is that? Because I had to play that back three times. I couldn't remember the DJ that it reminded me of that used to be around the Seven Cities, but I think he yeah. died. But he reminded me of him back in the 80s, 90s. Who is that? Yeah. That is DJ Special Guest, hands down, one of the illest DJs. Who is that? DJ. DJ Special Guest, and you spell it without okay. the vowel. So it's like if you look mm-hmm. at it, it says DJ SPCL space GST, but it's Special Guest. Okay. One of the LSD DJs in North Carolina. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That brother bad. You tell him that he remind me of some of the old school ones that I mean, that, I mean, they cut for real. They ain't playing when they cut. It's like they cut in their sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how rough that was. That was, I mean, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, it was, it was a breath of fresh air, for real, for real, up against the bullshit I hear that be done on one of those little sound systems. That was nice. You said yeah, him, that when you called him again, you told him I said that was nice. It was. It well, was. No, matter of fact, he need to remix and do some more. He need to remix and do it again um, with some different angles because, <laughs> yeah, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that that, you nice. definitely got it in, man. Like, I, I couldn't have asked anything mm-hmm. better on that joint, man. Like, I, I told him kind of what I had in mind and let him to his own devices and how to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he hit me with. And I just, my jaw dropped when I heard it, man, because, I mean, yeah, it man. was so on point, man. Um, I was in the so, middle yeah, of doing really something. Sure. I had to stop the hell I was doing and play it three times. I was like, what the hell is this? Because, I mean, it sounded just like, I mean, a refresher of the old school guys who knew they did it. Now, and he actually comes from a squad of dope MCs. Yeah, man. Like a party. Because yeah, I don't know how far this child and guy in the business. But tell oh, no, him he's, a, he's a veteran. He's a veteran. Oh, he is he a is. veteran. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so, I mean, like, he comes from a squad of dope DJs, man. As a matter of fact, shout out to oh, special Lord. guests yeah, if you're yeah, listening. Yeah. Shout out to DJ Trizak if you're listening. Um, uh-huh. But but then them cats get it in and so like, um, yeah, they, they're trying to keep it. They, they come from the DMC. They come from the DMC battle era. You know what I mean? They used to be in a DMC competition. When it was real battling, yeah. And I mean, not the bullshit where you end up fighting and shooting after. I mean, really, you took it to the to the wheels. That's what they say. You took it to the wheels, and that's where you left it. So you lost, you lost, and you went back and practiced some more. You know, the real way that they did stuff, not this new shit where I catch you outside and all that other crap. I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah, this this man is for real. Yeah, I mean, and I don't say that very. I haven't said that very often of two thousand plus artists when it comes to the wheels. But yeah, I mean, because I had a lot of boyfriends that made me listen to that crap. But this guy, <laughs> yeah, he's the truth. <laughs> this guy, the yeah, truth. Yeah. I mean, he is. He is. The yeah, album that, that title was probably one of the dopest DJ cuts that I've heard like yeah, in the man, last I ten years. Keep, it was. I, I can't even. I can't even stop talking about it. But I had to. The um the title <laughs> for the album, Dreams of a Wandering Samurai. Why'd you yeah. name it that? And what meaning does it have? Baby. <laughs> All right, so Dreams of Wanda Samurai. Um, uh, 
I so I'm my name my MC name is Ghost Dog. If if anybody knows anything about that movie, it's called Ghost Dog: Way of the Samurai because it really resonates with me as an MC, as an artist, as a person. Like uh, East, mm-hmm. like um, you know, martial arts and Eastern philosophy kind of things have kind of resonated throughout my life, and that's actually a part of me. So it's not just like me saying, "Oh, well, let me just come up with a cool name from," you know. Um, as far as the actual title, "Dreams of a Wandering Samurai." Uh, it's kind of a play on, on. It's a little bit of a play on words, a double entendre. Because if you, if you know a wandering samurai, some kind of, sometimes people call me Ghost the Ronin, you know, and that mm-hmm. literally is uh, Ronin is actually is a wanderer, a wandering swordsman, or a wandering samurai. Um, so okay. I'm literally talking about my dreams in that. Well, if you listen to the album, there's actually a few dream sequences on it to play mm-hmm. on that. Um, but also, yeah, and also, like, um, just literally it's my hopes and dreams right there. I, I go through every kind of facet of who I am and the things that kind of interest me and the things that I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to go. Uh, mm. I go a little bit everywhere with it. So it's like just showing you the different sides of me. So it's okay, like really yeah. my dreams. Right. And um, I'm hearing about you being an independent contractor. Um, Do you own your own business, and what's the name of it? Uh, Okay, so... I'm an independent contractor in that um, I do not own the business, but uh, where mm-hmm. I work for actually, um I work my nine, the so-called nine to five. You know, it's like uh, I work for so-called mm-hmm. Takeout Central. So like it's almost like Uber for food. But the cool thing about it is I am an independent contractor in that I set my own mm-hmm. schedule. So when it comes time to do music and right. touring, which uh, tour season is about to hit in June, um, right? I, I don't have to ask permission to go. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I just if I don't need to work and I need the time off, I just don't schedule myself to work. I and just see, and you're talking, we're talking about the Building Bridges tour because that's what's coming up on um, May through right. December. Yeah, um, right. what bridges are being built? Because you're talking okay, about building. So, I've heard that all over the place with your name connected to it. What do they mean by building bridges? Because we actually try to connect them seeds and get them outside of their comfort zone and get them to network. So not only do okay. me, me and Cesar Comanche, me and Cesar Comanche have been doing it for going on about four or five years now. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this will be the fifth year, and like um, every time we try to expand our base a little bit, that's the place we haven't been to. Mm-hmm. We we might take an MC with us from here that is tour ready, got the sea legs or whatever, have done their 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 due diligence as far as doing live shows and performing and stuff like that, and we'll take it with us somewhere they haven't been. Now the thing is, when we go to that place, like for example, um, we went with Marcel P. Black. He's uh, another brethren that's. Yo, respect to Marcel if you're listening. Uh, he's a homie from Baton Rouge that I met through Building Bridges. He's a friend of another brother named Slingston Hughes in New Orleans. So Slingston Hughes, you know, we might do a show in New Orleans, and Slingston would come to Raleigh, North Carolina, where he's never been. Or one of the MCs from another state might, might go to another state that they've never been to, not even necessarily North Carolina. So we always try to take an MC and onto each one, teach one, or spread it, you know, pay it forward type thing, where right. we take them somewhere out of their comfort zone. But the thing is that we actually want them to network while they're there so that we don't have to be the middlemen anymore. So we see right. MCs start going and setting up their own tour paths, mm-hmm. you know, and so we just kind of try to help grow the scene like that. And well, how do you prepare for your dates? How do you prepare for the dates? Do you uh, go I'm out a, there? Nah, I'm a, I'm a so you know I, I rehearse. You know, like um, mm-hmm. I, I know my rhymes backwards and forwards, but I always believe, man. I, even maybe a month or a uh, month or two out, you know, like I'll go ahead and put my set together. 
I'll find out mm-hmm. how long I have to how long I have to rock and put my set list mm-hmm. together, and I will perform and rock that set the same way that I would practice. Like I practice the same way that I perform. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't just kind of sit down and half-ass, you know, like I would literally get up and I would move around the way I would move around. Oh, no, because baby, you ain't, ain't half-ass at all. No, 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 you take that back. No, you ain't never half-ass. Now, I don't know what you be doing to <laughs> sleep, got issues at home, I don't know what's going on. But what I heard, hey. yeah, no, no, you going from half-ass. So, you know, if you keep it going that way, I mean, basically I'm looking at it now for a lot of y'all artists. I mean, it's okay if you want to try to join with labels. But I think a lot of yeah. y'all are better on your own the way you're doing it. I mean, I don't know how you work sure. out financially, but... I mean, from what I'm hearing with y'all being independent, you, you you sound a whole lot better because it's original and it's not tapered by some or hindered by some other yeah, we, we don't have to jump through creative hoops at all. Right. Like, make no, exactly you don't. And see, you know what? Because you stated that hip-hop um, was dying because of commercial fizzle. And, I mean, exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying when you say that. Because somebody commented on the comment sheet um, from you saying that. So explain to everybody what you mean by calling it commercial fizzle. And because, man, it's like people sometimes may get in the habit of chasing the next trend or jumping through the next hoop, and that's the thing. When you do sign on to a label, a lot of times, man, like, those are some, uh, you talk about commercial, that's like the epitome of commercial. They get people to, to rap about things, you know, basically encouraging them to go buy the latest trend or fad or whatever like that, you know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. that's advertising. Um and also, they have to sell X amount. You know, they got to go a certain amount of platinum because there's so many departments and so much overhead in mm-hmm. those major labels that the artists right. might not have a choice of what they make, man. Uh, case in point, if you want to go back to Lupe when he was putting out Lasers, mm-hmm. do you know how many times he had to rewrite that album? Because the, I, I watched his interview with some college students. You know, he, he had a... a you know, a, a lecture at the college, and he's explaining mm-hmm. the hurdles and the hoops he had to jump through to put that album out. They made him rewrite right. this one song. I think like 14 or, or a whole, whole bunch of freaking times. And wow. then they're going to sit and tell him that they don't like what it sounds like when it's like, y'all told me to write this shit. So it's like, yo, you literally got to jump through hoops sometimes. And so that's what I mean, commercial physical, man. Like uh, people have get locked into having to chase the next trend or fat and they're not staying true to themselves artistically. Mhm, and I mean that's it's, it's wild because you never thought it would become this far and 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 become such an issue for young artists. That's why a lot of them get so discouraged because that one hit wonder you can't ride off there forever. You have to keep being creative and keep finding new ways to keep your demographic interested in you. You can't you can't stop. And for a lot of them, because they don't have that proper training or background, or like you said, research, they don't do the proper research, they end up falling through the cracks. And I mean, for me, because I had a couple people listen to your music, too, you remind us of Busta Rhymes, first and foremost, with the flair of Onyx. I mean, I'm serious. Because, I mean, one of the kids even said Onyx. I was like, wow, yeah, he does. I mean, these are two of my greats that I idolize. Are they two that you idolize yourself? Cause you said you had a few of them that you listened to that you you grew up underneath. Are these two of them? Uh, you said Buster Rhymes and Onyx. Mhm. I did actually, but that, that I wouldn't even call them my major influences. I will say that Buster Rhymes, you know, like uh, his first three or four albums, man, like were my joints definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. In the later years, you know, I I, did, I listened to him like a. a a bit less. He, he was never like, but neither one of those groups were my top, but they were definitely in heavy rotation. Like Onyx, my favorite mm-hmm. all-time of Onyx, where it had to be shut them down. That's probably the dopest album they, they came out with to me. 
Um, mm-hmm. That that joint they had that damn. But but if you really want to look at my influences through the years, man, like where I started out, yeah. like uh, I came up listening to Wu Tang, Boot Camp, KRS, uh, Rock yeah. and stuff like that. But as far as sound and your delivery, I'm sorry if they ain't in your top rope top group ones. You sound like them. <laughs> and especially yeah, Busta Rhymes, your delivery and the, the creation of it. You're right. His, this first album, he was really hungry. Once he got into movies yeah. and stuff, he became the ass hungry. But you're right. Yeah, when he was hungry, that's kind of when I started when listening hungry, a little bit. Yeah, but see, when he was hungry past a tribe called Quest, when he got hungry, yeah, you sound just like him as far as delivery. And the kind of lyrics, like I said, epic lyrics that came out. Same thing with Onyx. Once they got into the movies, though, and got into Hollywood, right, right. they started right. losing their they luster and their flair. And with that being said, the artists of today, I mean, what's your take on them? That's from the young ones as one-hit wonders to a few of them that have been mainstream and keeping up a halfway decent album. What is your take on these artists, hip-hop or rap-wise? Uh, well, let me see, man. It depends. And because honest, now don't eat, don't eat, don't tell the story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. Y'all, yeah, really y'all all start, you know, stuttering. Be honest. As an artist yourself, responsible and accountable and proud of your craft, be honest on exactly what you think of these artists. Well, which artists would you be talking about, like, just in general? Both of them, the newer ones and some of the ones that have been in rotation, like I said, halfway decent albums. What's your okay, take so on like all the, of them as a whole? Well, when it comes to, like, mainstream, you know, like, here's my thing. Mainstream has changed even in the last, you know, in the last decade or so, man, because you mm-hmm. used to be able to hear some real shit on, on mainstream radio. First time I heard mm-hmm. Wu-Tang rap full rap metal jacket. Was on was on mainstream radio that whole summer. I listened to KRS One The Rapture, and you know, and like Lauryn Hill, Little like Miseducation, and stuff like that. All food juice mm-hmm. was all over there. All that stuff was all over the airways, and that was considered mainstream because you could turn that on radio. But now mainstream has right. a different approach. Now you got your Drakes uh, and stuff of that nature, man. Your your little Weezes and Rick Rosses and stuff like that. It's like, man, they have a comfortable name, but man, I don't rock with them really. Uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to that kind of thing, man. Some of the newer ones, like the Joey Badasses, uh, Hobsons, or, or Kendrick. Kendrick really shook things up, man, because it signified the return of kind of lyricism, man, to the front and center. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The way it was acceptable to put out lyrical albums and, and cuts on mainstream radio. So I can respect that. You know what right. I mean? And he literally lit a fire under a bunch of cats' asses with control, and even most recently with his new release, man, like when he told cats to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I can respect that. Um, so I, I can't so much rock with the the mumble rappers, which derived from you know back in the day it was trap rappers, which which is still exists. Not called call it panda mm-hmm. or whatever. Or back in the day it was right. punk. You know what I mean? You had to you starting with your franchise boys and all that stuff, man. Like I've never throughout the incarnations, I've that's kind of been the stuff that I could care less for, man. Well, <laughs> Right. And I feel like uh, I feel like it's even gotten to a place now where we're. I, I ain't even trying to be funny. I think we're probably looking at like second and third generation crack babies doing like with that moment. Right? They ain't even making no damn sense of what they're saying. They they Amen. don't speak the words like they're, they're not Amen. words, bro. So I mean, I like, as an artist, it's like man, house. It's like house, wait. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But right. but they have their lane, and they you know they have their lane. I'm not I'm not saying it's a good thing. At all, I'm saying that that's just what right. it is, man. You gotta, you got people who subscribe to it. 
So, yeah, and see, I mean, and see, normally my, my my final question I normally ask everybody where where do they see um the young women in this generation headed? I'm gonna ask you in particular because being an artist, you see a lot of things, whether it's the Cougars or the young generation, um yeah. coming at you guys like it's their next meal ticket. They want that ten to fifteen or twenty minutes of fame for a lifetime of shame. That's whether a child that they left saddle with and the men don't end up wanting them. Or you know a lifetime of pain because they didn't got some disease from them, something negative. And I say that because I was searching through the channels there on VH1. They have a show up there about young girls training and practicing to go backstage and actually throw themselves at these men. And for the mammies that allow these children to get on that show just to make a thousand dollars a month, my ass to you because. If you want to do it, put your ass up there. You already old and and used. Put yourself up there to sell yourself to these artists um, backstage for that kind of retarded, uh, beneath a woman attitude, opposed to your child who still has her life ahead of her. These girls were like 16, 17, 18 years old, beautiful young ladies, being trained to go back there and throw themselves at these artists. Now, you know for real, being behind the scenes, these men don't care for these children or those women. Like I said, it's 15, 20 minutes of fame. Y'all talking about them over a blunt or a glass of wine, and you done going on to the next town to do the next set of women. You know I'm telling the truth. But for somebody to make a show about that, a reality show, this is how sick of this generation I am because you think that's attractive. And that's what makes me sick. But first and foremost, all women threw their children up there just to get a thousand dollars a month, yes. extra money other than their welfare check or child support. They make me sick because that is not the lifestyle you would want your child to have. And I wish the women who have been scarred from doing that will come forward. See, this way you need to come forward and talk. That I did some dumbest hair. That's like right, that. girl. Child. Two minutes with his child. That I, the father of my child is XX superstar, but he spent two minutes with my son, and all I get is 500 a month. See, that's what needs to be said, the truth. Mm. But that actually 10 mothers put their daughters up their footing, I really say from the bottom of my heart, so my ass to them. And if I could get all 10 of them in one room, I would tear them up like an old slave. Because this is not the kind of life you want for them. I don't care if those young girls don't make it to modeling, singing, whatever. They're beautiful young women who can be in their own right somebody special, not somebody's toilet. All right, case in point of what you're talking about, man, like that Cash Me Outside girl, though, like, she blew up off a of Dr. Phil being ratchet as fuck, and she's 13. What's she doing in Cash videos, yo? Like, why are people exactly. paying her to be, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, exactly. there's such a disconnect here morally, you know what I mean? I know, right. I know it's showbiz, this, that, and the third, but, dog, that's somebody's 13-year-old daughter. Fuck out of here. It know? sure so is. I, I and nobody's seeing saying. it like that, Derek. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what I'm saying. From your point of view, where do you see them going? Because, I mean, as an artist, I know you see see a lot of things and when you get to yourself you know in your your you know meditative moment i know you think what the fuck am i seeing i know you do well, do you for, have for, any children for, of your own do, do you have, have any children i do not have see, any children no see okay so case in point if you sit somewhere meditating on the bus or in the hotel i know you got a moment when you think to yourself what the fuck did i just see 
You know, well, somebody child like fortunately, fortunately, like fortunately, and the mama right with her, yeah. and the mama right with her. Let me get that right. Mama standing yeah, right there, right. instigating me to do it. Then you know I'm right. I mean, what take is it? your take on that for real? Well, that's the thing. Fortunately for me, like the tour circuit that I've been on, man, like I'm with people of like mind, like um, one of my mentors, well, my tour brethren and mentor, uh, Cesar Comanche, co-founder of the Justice League with Little Brother Ninth Wonder and all that. So like, um, and these are people who, you know, like they're, they're you know, like Cesar, man, like he's a stand-up dude. The cats that we tour with, they're stand-up people. So we only pick people who are of, of a good and uh, that have integrity. So I haven't had to deal with a whole bunch of that in the tour mm. circuits that we've been rocking. But I, I see, you know, when you go to the damn, the average damn, you know, moment, like trap trap show or whatever like that, you know, I, I might find myself in that in that element. It's like people that aspire to be on, you know, some reality show shit. It's like aspiring bad girls club or love it hip hop cat uh, people, man. I just I don't even know what to make of it at this point, man. Well, you know what I mean? So it's like and seeing with you being a single man, it's ridiculous. Because I mean, because that's like the new that's like the new norm. Be, right. And I mean these are young ladies who could be possibly your mate, your soulmate. And they man is got them out there selling their looks, selling themselves for like for nothing. Because basically you're yeah, not yeah, getting I'm, anything out of it. And you know I'm right. I'm, I'm, you're not I'm getting like anything them. out of it. Yeah, nah, I dig that. Like it's almost, it's almost like they're pimping them out, and it's just it's ridiculous, man. Sickening, actually. Um, so mm-hmm. I mean, like that 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 kind of thing, man. Um, and the stigma or the the mentality that is produced to where now you know, like people are tripping on Kendrick for talking about natural beauty, and then they're big enough, bad and bougie and shit like that. Like it's like, yo, mm-hmm. where's the disconnect here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. You're big enough, you're, you know. You're big enough. People feel like coming out and being on their on their natural stuff. You know what I mean? But nah, nah. We want to be ratchet. I have fun with that, man. But that's that's like exactly. a, that's very short lived. Right, and they get mad when somebody has their personal opinion. What they fail to realize is Kendra probably can't derive from that because he's been out there in the business. He's been to the party. Yeah. He's seen, and I mean, yeah. I, I heard an interview that he did with BET. He talked about how could how could mothers allow their daughters to do some of the things he sees. I mean, you saw it on movies when you were young yourself coming up through the business. But once you actually became that artist, Kendrick was saying, he was like, what the hell was going on that these mothers allow their daughters out there doing this? I mean, if you don't let your child go out there and become the product of these guys' toilets, then, I mean, you can't get mad when a man speak on how he feel about it. And that's right. exactly what they did to him. They got mad at him for voicing his opinion on things he had seen. I think it's because I think it's because it's forcing them to look in the mirror and they don't like that shit. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna bring it back to last week when we interviewed Jay. He's always said himself when they want to call themselves a queen when you're acting like a peasant. And see, they get mad with him when he calls them out on it. Same situation that this young man did. Because he's an artist, you feel like he should just, you know, say what you want him to say. He's a man, too. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm glad he did that. Because, I mean, that's what, I, that's what I mean like that's, whoever it is. Right, 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 right. And that, that's that's another thing I mean. Like, now it's getting to where, yo, mainstream yeah. artists can still make their artistic 
no statements without being coerced or forced to go down and put on a certain image. Kendrick does what he wants, and I respect the hell out of that because, you know, we had a few years where that had faded to the background, you know, and everybody yeah. was chasing the next yeah. trend. Just went you along. I mean? Yeah, but see, when you end up going along, you get caught along. And see, that's why a lot of the artists say they won't listen to their publishers. They told them shut the hell up because they didn't want to <laughs> be caught in that game along with those people who are actually taking uh, advantage of these girls. And he also said right. that in that BET interview, he was no longer going to sit back and be in that get-along game. He going right, to go and just take the praise, and I'm proud of that. Can can I just have a houseway moment? I didn't know BET still did interviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Word a young up. lady up there that sometimes she do. It's late at night, though. You know, it's not during the, the you know, the normal uh, TV hours. I say, but they put it. They put it off in the damn cut somewhere. Yeah, where you gotta kind of know where to look like for. Two o'clock in the morning, like me. No, no, you ain't getting it mainstream, yeah. which is you know from six to six to ten or eleven. You getting it way after. Uh, yeah. Way after. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you guys made a lot of great points. You know, Babs. Definitely. Thank you for the interview. Uh, you Ghost Dog. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're definitely gonna keep things going. Um, callers, uh, if you want to join us, give us a call at 516-387-1219. If you're listening in on the link, if, uh, if you're already dialed in with your phone, just press 1. Uh, for all y'all that may have hung up that may still just be listening in on the link, give us a call back, press 1, join us. Like I said, we uh, now it's time for us to take some calls. So uh, if you want to ask Ghost Dog anything about his album, uh, talk about his music, or anything Sorry, about uh, Ghost Dog was hot. I'm sorry, he was hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ghost Dog. We definitely gonna keep the discussion going. Um, sure. You know, and uh, Adrian, you know, uh, well, you know, I want to say this. Uh, shout out to Cesar Cesar Cabanchi. Uh He was actually in Black Topic two minutes, and then he left. <laughs> uh, mm. uh, and, and I'd love to have him back because you know I would love to have many members of the Justice League in Blacktopia because uh, you know say it was good to have Cesar Comanche in. For you know, for for the two seconds he was in, <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of y'all listening, y'all may not know this. Uh, back in the day, I used to make beats. I used to make, I used to produce uh, different independent artists and things like that. You know I'm bold with this, don't you, uh, Ghost Dog? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, because that was yeah. the joint. Go ahead. Thank you, thank you. Uh, back in the day, I produced the cho- the joint uh, for Legacy called Reckless. And uh, Legacy, you know, he's a member of the Justice League, you know, uh, alongside with Taylor Comanche. And, you know, uh, Ninth Wonder produced his whole album. Uh, you know, the joint I produced isn't on any of the albums, but uh, it's, a, it's a joint that's just out there floating. And um, so if you get on YouTube, and it is, you know, search. It is dope. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it. As you getting a chance to hear it. Oh, yes. Thanks, man. I, I'm a little uh, self-conscious about a lot of the beats I made back in the day. Uh, but you know my 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 passion for that it kind of burnt out so I don't make beats anymore. But uh, but yeah I got I got a couple of joints floating out from different artists that uh that that's done some major things, uh, especially some of the Carolinas like Ty Brew. Um, Ty Brew hey, worked with a lot of yo, yeah, yeah. Ty Brew's <laughs> on. I, I know Ty Brew man. He's good people. Yeah, Green, yeah. over there in Greensboro, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ty Brew has done some major things. Uh, you know, I produced two of the tracks on his first album, uh, On the Brink. What? Is, what? Is, yeah, man, I did yeah, not know that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something online. If, you, if y'all search Jay Coleman, 
Uh, put in Ty Brew, y'all can find it, man. I did the first two joints. Um, not the first two joints. I, I did. No, no, I, I meant to say I did two joints off his first album. You got a couple joints out. on it, though. Yeah, you got a couple yeah, joints on it. Yeah, that's why he got like 20 some zones on that first album. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and shout out to Ty Ryder, too, man. He did a bunch of joints on that. Ty Ryder, uh, they, you know, back in the day, they had linked up with me to do promotions for him and stuff, and I used to work their records in my area, uh, you know, the whole um, Mighty and the Sword camp. So, yep. uh, so y'all, y'all know my history. Uh, you know, I just wanted to throw that out. I mean, y'all, y'all, didn't, y'all didn't know that part of my history. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I used to, I used to make beats. And, uh, yeah, matter of fact, um, I'll, I'll be, I'll actually be in Greensboro June 17th, man. Eddie Ruger put me on the bill over there, man. Um, so, so that's actually going to kick off the start of me going on my little tour circuit, man. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm gonna try to make it out. That's what's up. I'm gonna try to make it out to that joint so I can so I can, uh kick it with a lot of them. Uh, Eddie Ruger, when he used to perform in Charlotte, North Carolina, a few times, you know, I I set him up a few joints at Jeff's Bucket Shop and a, and a lot of uh, you know little little joints around in, in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and I you know, hosted hosted some of those events. But yeah, definitely shout out to Eddie Ruger, Ty Brew, Cesar Comanche, Legacy. <laughs> yeah, it's a small world. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh yeah. Now Adrian Charleston, you know your your son raps KW the artisan. Um, Adrian Charleston. Yes. There we go. There we go. I was, I was going to do a butterfly call or something to get you to fly back <laughs> in there. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, um, he's in the area. He's in the nine one nine, so it, it might be a nice way to y'all could dap, shake hands, collaborate or something, you know. Okay, cool. Uh, and so you said somewhere. you do you do work with Knife Wonder? Because I heard something, and then y'all got to talking about and went on to something else. So no, I, I didn't. No, no, no. I, I was saying that uh, Cesar Comanche is like my tour brother, my mentor, almost oh. like a big brother, and he's like co-founder of that whole movement along with Knife Wonder, mm-hmm. little brother. And um, uh, now I, I, okay. I actually do, I actually do personally know Knife Wonder, not on some yo like yeah, you know yeah. go to his house type stuff, but he used to man before <laughs> before he blew all the way the entire hell up. Um, he would be mm-hmm. out and about, man. Like, he, and he would literally come and dap you up, like if he knew you. You know what I mean? So I see yeah. him at events. Well, he still, and, you know, he, he, he still does. He, he's still appro- yeah. he's still approachable, but it's like you know, like yeah. he's definitely yeah. on the bigger bigger things now. Now I will say yeah. that um, early on, I was part of an organization called H Two O, the hip hop organization, uh, over at NC State, and mm-hmm. that's actually where Coolie High and Rhapsody. Like I remember Rhapsody. That's where she started. Yeah. She went from spoken word to actually spitting. Bars like actually mm-hmm. on the MC shit. I remember like seeing a writer first round type stuff. Uh, we would be in dorm rooms like sitting around for hours just like you know on some on some hip hop stuff. Um, we put out a compilation. Ninth Wonder literally came through Tom Fullery's crib and like he let us pick his brain for like two hours on like mm-hmm. just how to make the moves. And that's actually where Coolie High and, and Rhapsody kind of launched their careers from. Um, right. And and so, like, I, I will say he did that, and he actually got us all the drops on the album. Like, I'm on a track with um, Lazarus um, called, man, what's it called? <laughs> Continuity. Continuity. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a drop from Buckshot before that. Man, he got us some free stuff from Elzai. I mean, he literally called in some favors, man, and got us some legitimate, like, um, plugs on that joint. Oh, 
So mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Okay. So that's just you know little little song little tidbit. And y'all, y'all, excuse me. Yeah. They're on my personal mm-hmm. inbox. When I just asked me a question, they want to know how old are you? Number one, and number two, <laughs> why don't you have children? Since so many young artists have already come into the business with families, they're wondering right. why have you waited to begin one or you know find that person you want to settle down with. I it is that like um I, I I'm 38, you know. And I'm not against the idea of having children. I am against the idea of, you know, being in a broken, you know, broken home kind of situation. So, like, it's kind of really about nurturing and, you know, I'm kind of working, you know, working on, you know, settling down type thing where I really feel comfortable. It's time to actually go that route. Uh, mm-hmm. I've actually been in, I've been in a relationship where I helped raise children. So I know that I actually would be a capable father. I helped raise a um, stepson for like two to four with, with one of my exes. And like, that was like my little mini me for the time. Actually the breakup, that was the hardest part of it. You know what I mean? Where, mm-hmm. where you know, saying goodbye to love man or whatever. So, I mean, I know like I actually had a, a, the capability to be a good father, but it's that I want to be a good father, you know, and I want it to be an actually family situation. You know what I mean? Not just some damn old, I just fucked around and, you know, got got a kid by accident type stuff. You know what I mean? So I've been mm-hmm. I've been careful with that. Mhm. And see, that's the responsibility we was talking about last week. Thank you, caller, for putting it in my inbox. He just answered me. <laughs> and he's another one that's a shining example, like Jonathan Coleman. They're responsible men. See, this is the kind of man you want to nail down. Responsible men who know their mark, they know what they want to do, and they don't want to rush into a family. They know they don't have the patience. For That's them. right, girl. Child. Specifically, but the patience for. So y'all stay on the lookout. Derek is still single currently. Okie dokie. Back to y'all. <laughs> well, but I, I, I ain't going to say I'm single. I'm working on something with somebody. Okay, well, okay, well, he's that. partially taken. Okay, I'm going to say, like we said, it's complicated. That is, like the Facebook thing says, complicated. <laughs> Oh, but still, you know, mostly y'all keep trying because, I mean, it ain't solid yet. I'll leave you alone if it's solid. If it ain't solid, I'm going to put it out there because, you know, a few of them were saying you look kind of nice. So I'm just saying it ain't solid, but when it gets solid, back off. Okay, now back to the regular schedule y'all talking. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let, let's, let's definitely get some more callers in. Uh, callers, uh, I know you want to inbox in the chat room and stuff like that. That's cool, but definitely chop it up with Ghost Dog. You know, give us a call. If you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219. If you're already streaming from your phone, just press 1. We'll bring you on. We'll talk to Ghost Dog. Uh, a lot, I know some of y'all hung up. If you're listening in on the link, give us a call back. Uh, yeah, and also, oh, yes. Also, also, Ghost Dog, before we go to the, to the break at 10, I wanted to ask you um, some things about your album, Dreams of Wandering Samurai specifically. Um, now who are, you know, I know you know Dingo D is on there, but, uh, but who else, what else do we expect on the album? Who else did you work with? Uh, what, you know, what, what, what's all on the project? Uh, um, yeah, let us know. And let us know how we can get it. I know we can get it on iTunes. It, it, it's also, let us know uh, what, what's on the album, what can we expect, and uh, where can we get it. Okay, so like um people people I work with, you know, like um my my thing is and they, this is like a, a misconception that you literally have to lock down with one producer and, and you know, like make an album. I actually have situations where I've done that, but more times than not, 
I look for a certain kind of sound that I'm trying to, you know, because to me, man, making an album is an organic experience, and you really want it to be almost like a roller coaster of, of vibes, you know what I mean? So, like, the, the, I, I work with quite a few producers on it, man. Like, uh, I've got beats from uh, producer-wise, Dr. G in the U.K., who actually is on Hellraiser's Ghetto Government label. Uh, if you know your Wu Tang stuff, man, like uh, he, he's actually on some legit stuff, and I was fortunate enough to meet him when when he was like ground level, and so that that's that's one of my one of my go tos. My Level Hundred Crew uh, fam, uh, Manifest Beats made some a couple of beats on there. Um, let's see, it really kind of Somatic made that allow me beat. Matter of fact, Manifest made that cutting corners beat. Um, I got beats from Sharp Cuts, which is the other half of the side project I'm a part of called Phantom Blade, and we're actually dropping the album later this year. We dropped one a couple of years back, um, the Barbecue EP. Um, so, I mean, like, uh, I, I work with a few producers. Now, MC-wise, um, we're looking at uh, Brother Drew, a.k.a. Drew Salam, is on that Cutting Corners track. Dinko D is on that joint. Um, there's a joint called The Seven. There's literally, like, man, a who's who with cats that I rock with. My, my, um, that, that is uh, Craftsman, which is my homie in Virginia. Um, Shadowstar Boxer. Um, Silhouette, who is currently tearing up the battle scene. If you know anything about a battle scene in North Carolina, man, he's like eight. I want to say he's like eight no at this point. Uh, just just ten heads off, man. The man's sick as an MC and as a as a battle MC as well, and it's part of my crew. Eleven hundred hunters. Uh, I got Tucson and Satiro are part of my crew, and so so I mean like it, it, it really, man. I I, I work with a, a a litany of MCs and producers that are all thorough in what they do. Uh, as far as what you can expect on it, man, it definitely has an organic kind of flow, and it does play into and out of, like, the dreams concept. You know, you might hear me down, you know, dozing off with the TV on on, a, on one skit, and it's just kind of like the things that I'm hearing kind of seeping into my dreams, and the next joint is actually a concept track about that. Because, you know, like, you know, like, um, when I talk about my dreams, you know, like, I, I do everything from martial arts to anime. I, I do watch anime. I ain't going front like I don't watch no Naruto, so there's actually a concert track on that. Uh, there's a track literally about the dreams, you know, the dream state when you're kind of waking up and you're kind of bouncing around them thoughts, bouncing in your head where you're just coming, on, coming to. It's called Sleepwalkers. It's like the transition between sleeping and awake. Uh, and that's actually, we played off of that, the way we bounced off each other. That's me live and Ill Tactics. Live is part of my crew, uh, level 100. Uh, Ill Tactics is, is a brethren. Um, and so, like, we kind of, we each wrote a verse for that and then had each other just kick different lines who are bouncing off each other so it's almost like the thoughts that bounce off your head while you're waking up. So I mean it's got it's got quite a bit, man. As a matter of fact, I even go into detail about a car accident. I was in a real bad car accident in two thousand twelve. I literally should have died. Uh snapped my patella tendon and they had to put me back together like a haunty donkey a couple different times, you know. Um so I got a song called uh a song about that on there that just kinda goes into detail with that and kind of what was going on around it because while I was laid up on that, you know, I actually brought in uh you know, I put on a fair amount of shows in North Carolina. So like one of the shows I put on I had Capadonna from from Wu Tang actually come down to Raleigh and rock with us man. I spoke on that a little bit and I've spoken on just little things that have happened in my life. Uh, things that I want to happen in my life, things that, you know, that, that I kind of stand by or, or represent. So, 
like I said, man, you get a hot spot of what I'm about, you know. Uh, oh yes. Oh, if yes. you have if you have any questions about specific songs, I could probably like nail it down a little bit more specific. But I mean, the way that it bounces, it's got a flow and it's organic, but it covers a lot. You feel me? Oh yes. Oh yes. Definitely. Definitely. And um, like I said, you can copy it on iTunes and uh, a lot oh, of yeah. other places where you get music digitally. I- Every digital retail retail site. If you want to get the album, you can. If you're in the RDU, you can go to School Kids Records in Mission Valley or School Kids Records in Chapel Hill and get it physically. If you want to order anything from my catalog on CD, baby, or iTunes, or you can stream it on Spotify or Xbox Live, or anywhere that you go digitally get music. If you literally type in Ghost Dog MC, you will get like about probably about 15 different places you can get my music from. Um, but, but yeah, Dreams of Wanda Samurai is the album. It's on iTunes. It's on on everything, actually, digitally. And, hell, you know, if, if you hit me up on Facebook, I'll mail you a copy if you want the physical, man. It ain't hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually, actually, had to, actually had to mail something to uh, Estonia, man. Like, that's, that bugged me out because the first time you talk about Justice League and stuff like that, man, like, um... I literally had to mail a copy out of some of my older stuff to Estonia. That's in somewhere in the in the uh, in the, the U.S. You know, like in um, Europe. And while I was at the post office mailing it off, I look up and I see Sean down there, like at the same post office. Man, he's, he's a member of Justice League, and he's like mailing off merch. He's like, oh, merch, yeah, merch. <laughs> I mean, saw some small worlds here, man. Uh, and so it's just like, yeah, man, just kind of bugged out. Yeah. To realize yeah, it's real sometimes. Huh? Oh yeah, that's that's something, man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, because you know, and, uh, before I just want to say before we go to the break, uh, over in the other countries, you know, um, especially in Europe, you know, I hear that they they really appreciate the traditional golden era boom bap hip hop. You know, they don't listen to a lot oh, of that yeah. mumble and rap. Yeah, so they they would love like you know like that dreams of wandering samurai. Um, just that traditional boom bap hip hop, you know, which is what you you know you provide. Actually, I, I need to actually shout out Fat P uh, across the pond from across the pond radio, man, because they've been supporting the hell out of the new album, man. Like they're, they're giving it heavy rotation, um, some tracks off of it. The joints that were produced specifically by Dr. G because they're about the collaboration aspect, you know, from US to UK, and Dr. G actually lives over in the UK, so I mean they they put that on it. Matter of fact, that is one of my goals, man. Uh, we've been staying in state by state, but, man, the minute I get something booked, like, overseas, dog, that's when I feel like I've scratched something else off the bucket list, which I'm scratching stuff off the bucket list now because I really never thought I'd be touring. Like, I, I wanted to but never knew where I would start touring, you know, like, on, on a yearly basis, man. So just watching things kind of come into their own has been cool, real cool, man. Oh, yeah, good, good, man. Well, uh, well, we're about to get into this break. We're gonna play. Uh, we actually gonna play another one of your songs. Actually, we're gonna play "Rely On Me" featuring Dinko D. And uh, we got some commercials. When we come back, we got the old church lady announcement. Then Adrian Charleston has "Butterfly Flow." Then we we'll to take some calls. Uh, callers, don't be afraid. Press one if you're listening on your phone. Um, if you're streaming from the link, it was call at five one six three eight seven one two one nine. We'll take your calls after we come back from the break and after the segment. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio. 
with your host, Bob the Country Cleaning Lady, some guy named Jay, and Adrian Charleston the Butterfly, with our guest, Ghost Dog. Stay tuned. Yeah, hey, Chuck. Hey, can uh-huh. I say one thing, man? It's about it's, it's a lot of heads, man, that were saying that they had something to say to call and chime in and stuff. So if y'all listening, dog, don't be scared, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hit us up, man. Let's chop it up. No, man. Definitely. Chop it up with us. Don't be afraid. Let's do this. Get, get shy, right? Cash one. Right now, the Ghost. Dick. Cymatics on the beat. Uh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The psychoanalysis made me acknowledge this. I'm the man to span the seven continents bombing it. Merkin shit per usual. While you inhabit your cubicle full of servitude. Don't take offense, all I'm doing is learning you. Got an issue, here's a tissue more complex than a Rubik's Cube. Context contains more than you can do. Unless it was me who flew the motherfucking coup. Cast one, legitimate son of a gun. Red rum with the lungs of big pun and spice one. Leaving Mike's done, wise sprung, wise one. Highs the outcome, trying to find sun. What up, though? Think ghostly, wavy, the rhyme never negate me Keep it on safety, fuck you, pay me Plus your lady, that's the motto I follow Swally, baby. I represent all the truth that relies on me I represent all my troops that rely on me I represent all the truth that relies on me I represent all my troops that rely on me I represent all the truth that relies on me I represent all my troops that rely on me I represent all the truth that relies on me I represent all my troops that rely on me Omen. Yo, my rhyme combine natural elements Look close and you find that they lack a balance my life, I'm telling you who I am, who I hope to be Plus I slam vocally and damn it, I'm dope and intelligent Like an elephant in a room full of blind mice Me and the mic are like Chinese and fried rice Take my advice, think twice, son, and try harder for your arts and powers Gold never running to my father I'm Hannibal at there and you look like a blade of fiber Beans, my schemes, laser beans, via 16 to slay your team for talking nonsense Keep a clear conscience, my made of missiles in a mouth full of rocket launches. What can I not accomplish? Why you pondered that? I'm a cop the cat, you caught a top of rap. Call a whack and get my fifteen dollars back. This shit is all in that to film I'm finna criticize. I live my life while the motherfuckers living lies. I represent all the truth that relies on me. I represent all my troops that rely on me. I represent all the truth that relies on me. I represent all my troops that rely on me. I represent all the truth that relies on me. Stand strong with all purpose, all service, access to form verses. Check back, check later, man. I'm going to purpose. Tie it all together like why I'll be forever on this ride in my life where I'm dying in this weather. Raining blows on your body, strike fatal with the flow. I'm a weapon with a trigger, see, I'm about to let it go. Cause the forces of the nature in my natural skin shine. Dig it if you can or get it later on in time. The right way to take it in is listen with your mind. What you know about me, see, it's shown through the grind. Your teeth shatter, bit lip, I see some nervous. My stance on the mic stands strong with all purpose, all service, access to form verses. Check back later, check in, I'm going furthest. Outlast the Stone Age, still stone the grave. Alive upright in a position to star rage. Keep an eye on me before you cry on me. I represent all the truths that rely on me.
Hey there, my beautiful people. This is Andrian, your holistic health coach, coming at you from the global front. What if I told you only four ounces of this water for 30 days would lead you to longer, healthier hair, softer skin, more energy, better, stronger workouts, increased sex drive and stamina, come on now, easier weight loss to get you that sexier body, no more pain and stiffness, all while getting rid of any drugs or medication you're on, and it's all natural. It's all available without a prescription. Contact me for more information at andrian 65 at gmail.com. A-N-D-R-I-A-N-E-6-5 at gmail.com. Peace. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, up. Dun. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep them curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Order Total Life Changes Tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. Welcome back. This is the second hour. Welcome to the second hour of Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, some guy named Jay, Barber the Country Cleaning Lady, and Adrian Charleston. Now, uh... You know what time it is after we play the song, after we play the commercials. I come in and do the old church lady announcement. So you know what that means, right? (laughs) You know what that means, right? You guessed it. Absolutely nothing. So go on in there and take your piss break. Go in there and make your sandwich. You know, go on ahead and, uh, you know, press the, you know, turn turn, turn it off. No, 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 don't do it. You got to listen to what I got to say. But I know how y'all do. I know what y'all say behind my back. Ah, shit, here comes Jay, about to ramble on about some fucking promo shit, about some damn, some ads, some stuff. Ah, some shit shit he wants us to buy. Well, you're right. That's what we're about to do. So let me tell you what you should go buy. Uh, 
definitely purchase Tammy Thomas's book, Emotional Soul of a Poetess. You can get it from Amazon.com and some other links. Google it if you want to get it from another you know outlet, but uh, but you know Amazon is everybody's favorite shit to buy shit from. Uh, go to Amazon.com, put in Emotional Soul of a Poetess, put in Tammy Thomas, Tammy S. Thomas, look her up, get the book, and uh, also the other book, the anthology that she's a part of, the compilation of different poets, uh, the, the compilation book with different poems from different poets and poetess. She's in that too, and you can also purchase that from Amazon as well. But certainly, definitely, most certainly get Emotional Soul of a Poetess by Tammy Thomas. And also, since I'm telling you to go buy some shit, definitely buy Ghost Dog's album. Yes, yes. All y'all be talking about, I don't like this new shit. I don't like, I don't like what rap and hip-hop has gone to now. Well, well, you need to listen to Ghost Dog then. He's got the remedy. He's got the cure for that. You know, he brings it back, that traditional boom-bap, golden-era hip-hop that we fell in love with back in the mid-'90s. You know, that real shit, not that, not that cat-in-the-hat shit. Ghost Dog has that real, real hip-hop. So purchase Dreams of a Wandering Samurai. From iTunes and, and, and all any other places where music is being sold digitally. So definitely get that. All right. Now let me tell you what else we got going on. We got the Blacktopia Conference, the Blacktopia Conference and Convention that we will hold in Atlanta on August, well, the, actually the, uh, the first weekend in August in 2018. So you got a whole year, you got a whole year and some months to prepare. Because we're going to prepare, and uh, it's going to be great. We're going to have workshops. We're going to have meet and greets. We're going to have seminar panels. We're going to have live music. We're going to have uh, booths, you know, set up. You can buy stuff, all kind of stuff. We're going to have all kind of great things. So definitely join us for the first annual Blacktopia Conference and Convention in Atlanta, 2018. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, next week, next week. On April 18th, our guest will be Jessica DeWitt. Jessica DeWitt, she's a comic book writer, and uh, she'll be joining us on Blacktopia on the roundtable to talk about her comic book series and all the other comic books that she writes and things like that. So uh, so definitely tune in. You know, black woman writes comics. You know, that's, uh, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's great. You know, you, you don't hear too many of them that do that. So, uh... So Jessica DeWitt does. She's also a member of Blacktopia. So uh, so tune in next week. She'll talk about her comic book series. She'll talk about her, you know, getting into the comic book world and writing the stories and things like that. And we can pick, Barbara's going to pick her brain and we're going to talk about it where she's coming up with these ideas and things like that. So definitely join us, Jessica DeWitt, next week, next Tuesday. And uh, the Tuesday after that, after the 18th, on April 25th, we're going to have, we're going to have Poetess L. McClinn and Tammy Thomas at the same time, both at the same time. Poetess L. McClinn and Tammy Thomas will be our guests on April 25th. Uh, they'll be talking about uh, their poems. Tammy Thomas will talk about her book. Poetess L. McClinn will talk about her website, lmcclinn.com. I'm also a contributor for lmcclinn.com. And, uh, and also sell the ads on there, too. So if you want to advertise on her website, you can holler at me, 
you know, after the show, email me, uh, inbox me, Jonathan Coleman, if you're in Blacktopia, or you can email me at thegiantblast at gmail.com if you want to get an ad on Poetry's L. McQuinn's high-trafficking website. It also has a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of great poems, a lot of great uh, uh, short stories, and, it, and it's filled with a lot of great original content. So, uh, so definitely check out com and also check out Tammy Thomas's book again, and they will both be a guest on the show on the 25th. And another reason why I'm having them on the show at the same time, because they're, they're the two star poets, as well as Barbara and Adrian Charleston, but, you know, they're going to be on the show anyway. They're, they're hosting. Uh, they're, they're, they're the two star poets in Blacktopia, among all the other great poets that we have in there. But poets L. McClain also helped Tammy Thomas get the book deal. So, uh, so that's why... So I invited Portis L. McLean on alongside Tammy Thomas to talk about the journey of Tammy Thomas putting out this amazing book, Emotional Pole, excuse me, Emotional Soul of a Poetess. Emotional Pole of a Poetess. Oh, my God, I can't read. How, how, can, I, how can I read poems if I can't even read shit that I'm writing? Okay. And also, if you want to advertise with Blacktopia, email us at blacktopiabusiness at gmail.com. You, know, you advertise your service, your product, business, brand, whatever you got. If you got a, uh, you know, if you got, um, it don't matter what you got. If you got T-shirts, whatever you're selling, hit me up. You can hit me up, Jonathan Coleman or Blacktopia Business at gmail.com. We'll advertise you. We'll put you out there, and uh, we'll get you. We'll increase your sales. All right. So enough of me plugging shit. Let me go on ahead and, and chase down this butterfly and bring her out so she can wing it. With their beautiful, amazing, colorful wings. Um. Uh, hold up. Where, where, where is she? Why is she not talking? I'm right here. Okay, I'm there right we here. go. I was about to I, play the match game. I was trying game. to, uh, I was trying to wake up from the uh, commercial. <laughs> the commercial. Wait a minute. I understand you're sleeping on me. But the commercials, they're funny. They're funny and entertaining, and they got lots of life. See, me now, I know I'm like. Well, you, you know, all, all, everything that just happened in the last 10, 15 minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> you're sleeping on, actually, you weren't sleeping on me. You're sleeping on Tammy Thomas, Ghost Talker. They owe them an apology because they, <laughs> you're no, uncle, they're going to be on week. next week, and I won't, I won't sleep on them because they'll be on. No, actually, just did a whistle on that Yeah, you were asleep by now. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, I'll, I'll, you're, you're up now with the butterfly flying around, so I'll, I'll sit back and let the yes. butterfly do its thing. <laughs> yes, hey, everybody. This is Adrian Charleston with Butterfly Flow. And tonight I want to talk about, of course, what I always talk about, about you. Let's talk about you and investing in yourself. Um it's one of those things where we, we look for other people to help, to do, to want to be. And it's, it's different than, like, paying a marketing firm or paying Jay or someone to to help you market yourself, but to expect other people to do it when you're not doing it yourself is a lot. So I would say for all of you out there, if you have anything going on, if you want to promote your music, your books, yourself, your happiness, your joy, whatever you have going on, you have to post it first. You have to be the first one to say who you are. You have to put your image out there and what you want it to be before you 
allow or want other people to to retweet, support, and all of that stuff. They have to see you doing it for yourself. So I say put out to the world who you are, put on your social media who you are, what you have going on, and other people will see it, and then strangers will probably uh, follow you and get your your things before um, friends and family and people in your area. But guess what? They'll come around. So just continue to do what you're doing. Um, Be you. Stay focused. Put yourself out there and support yourself, and others will support you as well. So thank you. This is Agent Charleston with Butterfly Slope, and thank you. I, I, you know, I, I, I can definitely take take that myself. You know, I, I gotta definitely put my best foot forward and put it out there, cause, uh, cause if you don't respect yourself, nobody else will. If you don't put your shit out and say this is some good shit, then you can't expect other people to get behind it. You know. Right, right. And part of what you do, you, I mean, you put other people's stuff out there. You put your own stuff out there sometimes. You, you do a lot of helping and promoting others too, though. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what I do. And, that's and, you're, and you're a good outlet to to help, yes. Oh, yes, I'm the plug. Plug yourself into me and I'll plug you out there. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, let's go on ahead and bring on Ghost, bring back Ghost Dog and Babs. Um, and mm-hmm. also, callers, this is your chance to shine right here. Um, if you're uh, listening in on the link, again, give us a call at 516 516- Three eight seven one two one nine. Press one. If you're streaming from your phone, just press one. We'll bring you on. We'll talk. Uh, and if you're in the chat room, pop some pop some questions over. We'll Barbara, Adrian, myself, we'll talk about it. And if you're in the Blacktopia Facebook group and uh, you're listening to the show, if you want to talk about it there too, we'll jump on and tag one of us, and we'll get the discussion going. We'll we'll bring it. Like, I know a lot of y'all are shy. But you gotta let the let the listener let me excuse me let the guests know you're there, you know. Because sometimes it's just us and the guests, and you guys are scared and chatting amongst each other. And, and then the guests are like, "Well, damn, is anybody listening?" But they are. People are listening. People are supporting. But you guys got to get out of your shell so we can keep doing these shows. You know, we we gotta have that interaction. You know, interact with the guests. Let them know that you're there for them. You know, don't just inbox us stuff like y'all been doing. I mean, that's cool. That's great. But come on, let let the guests hear you. You know? Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Ghost Dog, well, I, I have, okay, I have a question ahead. for Ghost Dog. Like, I know we always ask, you know, it's like we have more women on the show lately, um, about um, how they, you know, how they feel about the women in the state, you know, of the world and all that and the little girls. But we hardly ever talk about the young men and, and the boys and because girls aren't in it alone. So, and I, I, in the interview, you said that you you have good mentors and all that, but also, you you know, you're a grown man. So, (laughs) so what, what do you think of your, of the role of the, the young men coming up and what can you like tell them about coming up and in this world and how to treat others themselves and women? Well, I I can't say, man, like that, um, you know, don't be afraid to walk your path. 
you know, like uh, a lot of times, a lot of times it's real easy, man, to get into following, being a follower, that type of thing, man. Like this, it's so easy, man. Like it's just a mob mentality part of um, society, man. That it's real easy to do something, we see somebody else doing it, or get on some me too things or something like that, and it's real easy to get misled that way too. So, man, a uh, uh, part of that, man, comes comes from like really just not being afraid. Yeah, sometimes you might be the outcast. You might walk now, you know, off the beaten path or whatever. But it is your path walking. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And you'll find it, and then you'll find it when you do, and you find that thing, whatever you call, whatever it is, man. Don't don't be deterred, man. But like when you reach out and start doing and walking that path, man, uh, some things will fall into place for you, man. You know, so you don't have to be. You know, you don't have to subscribe to something just because somebody else is doing it. You know, it's this ain't no after school special. I ain't gonna be on it, you know, to an extent, yeah, peer pressure or whatever. But I mean at the same time, like there's some truth in that, man. Like it's real easy for people, man, to just do something that they think is popular and they might not even be they might not even rock with it, but they're just scared to be the outcast. You know what I mean? You can't let that deter who you are. Get get comfortable in your skin and walk your path. You know, everything else will fall into place. Oh yeah, that's some good stuff right there. I like that. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was a long pause. Uh, I, 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 it was. <laughs> I mean, not to. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a great answer, Ghost Dog. You know. Um, yeah, it was. And and you're in. Are you in the Raleigh area, Durham? Where are you located? Exactly. Uh, at, at, at the at the present, I'm in Charlotte, but I'm I live over you know in the Raleigh area. You know, what I mean, I lived at Apex for about ten years. I actually lived at my dojo that that I train at and teach at uh, for about mm-hmm. ten years. That was like that was like some bucket list type stuff in itself. But um, but but kind of you know, what I mean, like I said, I'm just I'm just you know, I'm a bit of a wanderer, so you know that that living <laughs> life. Man. Okay, cool. Ooh, I'm going through your Facebook page now, so don't judge me. <laughs> sure, sure, I like right. to do a little little stalking on people for you know <laughs> while I'm talking. That's all. Yeah. Oh, so you know, uh, Ty. Okay. Ty Bowling. No, Ty. I've met him before. What did you say again? Oh. Okay, what else? Yeah, yeah, the what, king. What was it? Ty Bowling. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm going yeah, through yo. the page and pictures that you tagged in. I'm seeing people. I'm like, okay, I know him. I know him. I know, yeah, just going through stuff. <laughs> what, Ty, is he, what, is, he uh, is he in the chat room or something? No, he's on your page. You're in a picture with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, that's the only yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah, actually dope and seeing his own rap. Yeah, he is. And I've um I met him at a poetry event, but he was doing um rap and reggae at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Cool. Now I got a I got a question for actually uh Adrian and you Ghost Dog, uh since you you know, um since you do Ghost Dog you do be in the nine one nine. Um Adrian, you think it's possible uh, any of your upcoming events uh, that you'll be performing poetry at 
think you think maybe you could say something to the promoter and see if Ghost you can slide Ghost Dog up in there or something. I mean that'll be a, I think if, if it's possible that'd be a great you know performance. Well he you know, he um, already he already knows the promoter Kimberly. Um, he's friends oh. with her on Facebook and she does separate events for um, hip hop and stuff. So okay, I don't know if you've ever done anything with Joy connecting people. Ghost Dog. Say again. Have you done anything with Joy of Connecting People? Joy of Connecting mm-hmm. People? Yeah. Uh, Kimberly? Y'all, y'all are friends on Facebook. That's who does our poetry events, but she also does hip-hop stuff, too. But that's separate. I right, think I might have met her, actually, at a, a hip-hop event at Poorhouse. I was uh, part of it. Like, I was actually, um, funny enough, it was a Tribe Called Quest tribute, and, like, I, I was uh, Reverend Flythorpe, man. So, like, I actually met her at that event. So, yeah, oh, I, okay. I do know my joy of connecting people. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, see? That's what I said. I had to go through your page, see who see who we know, <laughs> see who we have in common around here. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 we do our, um, our poetry through is through her. So, that'll He's be sorry. it. Yeah, yeah nah, I get that yeah. that album. <laughs> Now, now, Ghost Dog. Uh, now, her son, KWD Artist, and he's a rapper. Uh, he's also an illustrator too. Um, I think it would be great, man, if if, if you could. Uh, he goes by Malik Brown on Facebook. It, it'd be nice uh, to connect with him. You know, he has a lot of great music. Um, you know, you got a lot you said of Malik great Brown? music. Um, yeah, Malik Brown. Yeah, Malik Brown. Yeah. I'll link y'all in the group. Yeah, yeah, tag him Black Topia. Yeah. Uh, That'll be great. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like I said, he does. He, he, he illustrates, and I know you're into the anime and 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 and, and the arts, oh, things yeah. like that. You know, he does some great illustrations. He could possibly, you know, do an anime uh, flyer with your music or something to, to kind of promote that. You know, to promote the theme, Ghost Dog, Samurai, da da da. It'll be. I'm saying. It'll oh be, yeah. Be a dope company. Oh yeah. Hit me. Yeah. Hit me with a link so I can check out his work. Malik Brown. Yeah. He has most of he has most of his work on his Instagram, KW the yeah. Artisan, all one word and yeah, K W T H E A R T I S A N, the artisan on Instagram. But I'll link y'all on um Facebook right quick. Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely hook him up in the group. Uh yeah, that that would that would be dope. That would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he is a, he's I, I, yeah, he's a great illustrator. I'm not just saying that because he's my son. He's just, <laughs> he's he's just dope. Say again. Uh-huh. Yeah, higher up university. Check that out. Yeah, that's the, the name of this company. What What's it called again? The Higher Ups University. Research. Yeah, and I'll put it all on the um link for you. I know that, know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All got to build, all got to network and connect and bring each other up. You know, um, that's what Blacktopia is all about, uh, you know, showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe and economic empowerment, just people doing business with each <laughs> other and putting stuff out. You know, we all, one hand washes the other, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah. Dude. Got it. <laughs> No doubt. And when is your next performance here in the area, or are you performing in Charlotte this week? Say again? 
I said, when is your next performance? Is it here in Raleigh, or are you performing in Charlotte uh, this week? My next performance is actually uh, June 17th in Greensboro. Okay. And that, that's going to be on one of one of Eddie Ruger's bills, and that's before uh, me and me and Sage I had to roll in July uh, for the okay. next like of building bridges. Okay. Well, make sure you post that so we can all um, see it and possibly go if we can. And also, yeah. did you? Um, I know you, you know. I always ask everybody, and I, sometimes Jay gets to it at the end of the show, but. I just want to make sure that you get all your um, your links, your websites, your Instagram, all of that out there. Um, I know you said Ghost Dog. You can Google it, Ghost Dog MC, and find well, everything. Definitely across the board because Ghost Dog MC is my Twitter. Ghost Dog MC, if you want to look up my Facebook artist page, is Derek Thomas if you're looking up my person. Because, man, Facebook is so convoluted <laughs> with the artist page, man. It's oh, just hard oh, to work I with know. sometimes. You know? It is. Um, but but my Instagram, Ghost Dog MC. Uh, search for my music, Ghost Dog MC. Like across the board is Ghost Dog MC. And it's oh, okay. just like it, it ain't no it ain't no funky spelling. <laughs> it's just G H O S T D O G M C. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all there. All right. That's I'm my about to follow you now. You search. Okay. And yes. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, Babs, where you at? You see, you chilling? You uh, you taking a nap like Adrian was? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not taking a nap. I'm letting y'all talk. I mean, I had my time. But I do got a question though. You've been in the business 15 years. I'm quite sure you intend on seeing plenty more. What's the legacy you want left behind of Ghost Dog? Man, I really do hope that I leave behind something, man. Like, you know that people can appreciate, grow from, you know, like something that just helps them to expand on their whatever path they walk in their life, man. Like, I want to leave behind, first of all, is a legacy artistically, you know, music-wise, I want to leave behind something that stands the test of time because, like, all the best albums I've ever heard, all the artistic albums I've ever heard, they're the kind of things that have levels and layers to them that I can listen to now, you know, and listen to 10 years from now, and it still sounds like it will come out, like, uh, next week. Yeah. Or, you know, in the future. So I hope I leave something timeless behind. I hope I leave something with substance behind that somebody can ask you, man, like, buy to, rock to, and relate to, you know, and that's your girlfriend, you know what I mean? And hopefully, you know, leave behind something like, um, you know, just in life, you know, not just on the music tip, because one of the things I do want to do, I've been teaching martial art for many years, uh, mm-hmm. is, you know, something that, will help the future generations of MCs and producers and people, you know, because I, I, I think I've, I've actually talked about this in another interview, you know, like I want to leave behind, like I actually want to do like um a community center slash after school kind of event slash program because mm-hmm. I have done panels, workshops, hip hop workshops. Matter of fact, we just did one, uh, Cypher University, you know, which is something I helped co-flying back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. That, that, that we did something for the Boys and Girls Club, a hip-hop workshop for them. It's our second time doing it, and we have more planned in the future. I've been on panels like that, you know, and I've taught martial arts to all men, men, women, children, that kind of thing, and I wanted to combine the two. Uh, community center kind of hip hop preservation center for aspiring MCs and producers. They also had like a dojo element of it, so people could learn uh, to mm-hmm. you know the, the the lifestyle that comes with martial arts. Man, is a lot you know it, 
actually has helped me to kick start and turn my life around. Because I wasn't always, you know, like um, you know, like straight up, like I, I was a bit of a knucklehead coming off of. Um, and it really did help me to transition into something where, like, I really, you know, claimed, claimed my own kind of path, man, and made my own and better choices, man. Uh, and right. I've met other MCs that do actually are a part of that life, man. Like, I mean, like, literally, you know, like people like um, Mike G from the Jungle Brothers, turns out that we trained in the same first style, Wing Chun Kung Fu. So, like, um, uh, that's there for Cannibal Eyes. He trains in martial arts. Um, of course, Dead Prez, man, they're probably the first ones to openly, like, tell people to get on their self-defense shit. So I would have a kind of thing where people would, you know, maybe be guest instructors slash teachers in the workshops. And I found out that there's somebody in Boston that's been doing something very similar for nine years now. So, like, I can honestly say it's something I can see myself doing in the future, hopefully something I can leave behind that can, you know, kind of, kind of leave something, you know, for future generations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you feel but, that mainstream you know, artists are responsible for their actions? Because a lot of them say, you know, you can't blame them because you listen to their music when they do things like um, abuse their children, kill someone, beat their wives, or whatever uh, evil thing that they've done that somebody has ended up um, reporting on them just to get paid. They're not reporting it because it's wrong. They're reporting to get paid, let's be honest. But do you feel that's, that artists ought to be accountable for their actions? Hell yeah. I mean, it, and it ain't even up to man on that, though. Like, life has a way of kicking you in your ass when you deserve it. You know, that that's just karma. Like, that's cause and effect. Where the energy you put out comes back, and it don't matter how. And even if you do shit for the wrong reasons, you know, you're talking about people like turning, turning people in for the money, though, like that, that's that's terrible, too, man. Like, you, nah, bro. Like, all that comes back on you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yes, people are accountable whether they want to be or not. And it could be you never know how it's going to come at you. It might not even be in the same avenue that you put that energy out. But in some mm-hmm. way, your quality of life will be affected, you know? Well, you know, most of well, the community well, centers across the world over have been shut down. And you're talking about you've been on panels and y'all been holding workshops. Um, some of the artists like Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Ice T, few others have been trying to save the community centers in the areas that they grew up. But here in Virginia, 90% of them, if they're not affiliated with the worldwide ones like Boys and Girls or um, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, they've been shut down because of the element that keeps coming in that nobody wants to be responsible or liable for children getting raped, children getting beat up, drugs, other kind of trafficking issues going on. I mean, what can we do as a whole? And, I mean, that's all color people to preserve those. I know I came through a lot of the community centers when I was growing up, and they helped preserve my childhood. Without that childhood, a lot of these kids, that's all they got left is that grown-ass attitude that they learn from home because there's no one at home raising them. I mean, how can we, in the neighborhoods we come from, try to preserve at least one or two of the community centers and make sure that they stay child-based and not crime-based. Right. Yeah, that's tough, man, because it really does take a village mentality, man. Like, you know, it takes a, take a village to raise a kid. Like, it, it requires that the parents do be involved or get involved or at least care enough, man, to, to, to you know, like, to not let certain things fly. When it comes to the actual community centers, man, it definitely takes back. Like, actually, you know, 
making sure that you have a staff with with a certain kind of integrity across the board, man, and that none of that shit really slips through the cracks. But that's really easier said mm-hmm. than done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it yeah, does take I mean, a concentrated I mean, I mean, effort. I mean, I don't mean no harm. And I mean, I know people who really need help out there. But I'm seeing more times than not, especially through social media, those who have received benefits and systems that they don't need or wasting. When there are programs like education and, and, and the kids who rely on those community centers for peace, because most of them yeah. come get away from the home and the hell going on. But when you're channeling money for political gain and votes into programs like I don't mean no harm, welfare, I mean now child support is becoming one of the enemies too because it's been one, but now it's getting worse. None of these things are benefiting the people who are supposed to go toward, the children. It, it, it's going toward other things that have nothing to do with that. And we keep pooling money into those areas, but we're not pooling the money into the things that the kids need, like the community centers, like the after-school programs. A lot of the kids, even some of the superstars have said that was their zen, that was their place of peace, getting away yeah. from the hell at home, was coming to those activities. And now 90% of them have been taken away. Either teachers are tired of hard-head-ass kids and don't want to stay back because they got their own problems at home, or there's no money to foot and finance these, but you got thousands of dollars of pool in, somebody standing in line for a bunch of children they can't afford. And I'm just, mm. I mean, our priorities in this country is all wrong. And if we keep going in the direction yeah. we are, it's, it's going to become a third-world country. Because nobody wants to do anything for the right reasons. Everybody wants it for their own. And it's not going to work like that. You know, sure. this, this thing is not child-based. It's crime-based. You yeah, know, and yeah, I mean, nah, crime, I not in the sense of me robbing you, you robbing me, but in the sense of society being robbed, the taxpayer, because my money is going to somebody ain't worth it. But let me not pay right. my property tax. Let you not pay your own or your taxes. You, they all at your job embarrassing you because you owe money. But nobody's embarrassing the welfare woman ain't doing her job. I'm not, I mean, the priorities here is out of control. Folks got mad with me last week for saying what I said, but, I mean, I'm country. I don't give a damn how you feel because you ain't paying my bills over here at 232. My husband is. So it doesn't matter what you think. You know what I mean? If you don't like the truth, I'm sorry. Hang up the phone. But I'm tired of the things that we glorify and the things that we destroy. You know, and I mean, and destroying these children, a lot of them have nowhere else to go. Like right now, we're in spring break here in Virginia. I don't know if y'all in North Carolina or not, but we're here in spring break. I'm seeing a bunch of children walking up and down the damn street. That's all they're mm-hmm. doing. Back in the day when we were young, you know, we had the community center go play. Now, we might have got all And that's needed. That is needed. That is some big little, brother shit right there. But it was right little there. stupid stuff. Now, you know, we did that. Went behind the bleachers and kissed somebody or fell up a skirt. But it wasn't the main thing done. We all were playing games. You know, we had activities going on to keep us busy. 90% of the first two days of this spring vacation, I didn't see these kids on the street. Walking up and down the street like zombies on damn A and C, The Walking Dead. I feel like throwing uh, targets at half their ass because I see the same ones from 7 a.m. in the morning like they were going to school till 6 p.m. when I get off work. Walking up and down the street, it's all they're doing all day long. Nothing positive to get their attention. Mm-hmm. Nothing positive, you know, to keep them busy. They already got no, they, 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 the community centers are all, all like some big brother shit that is needed, man. And right. that's why, man, anytime I see an example of that, like in in mainstream, like that, that I commend like the Colin Kaepernick's and the Chance of Rappers that actually go out and fucking mm-hmm. do the work mm-hmm. to to make mm-hmm. sure that those things stay available. 
I, and right. people need to follow suit when they get in a position where they can. They need to win. You know, what I mean, I know that it ain't no damn Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model type right. shit, but I'm right. like, I mean, you can't keep some, crying out. You can't keep it up. out. We no. understand no, that. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't give some options. So you feel right. Right, and I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't see, I don't see anybody. You can't keep yelling that it's the, it's the ghetto and, and lower income areas. I'm not trying to hear that shit. But you find a way for the bootlegger to keep her damn liquor going, and you find a way for whoever's selling women to keep their brothel going. You can find a damn way to keep the community center going. I'm sorry. Again, no, who you? Who said no? I feel you because up until about a year, maybe uh, going on two. About two years ago, man, I lived on one of them blocks, man. Like, we had a liquor house, like, right next door, man. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. found a way to keep that shit running 24-7, It sure man. did. Shit. shit. We got three, four of them in the areas down the road from me. I don't see none of them going out of business or the dough kicked in or somebody so, that sold even the luggage chairs that sit on the front lawn. Ain't nobody touched a damn thing they going over there for their $0.05, 10 cent or $5 drink. But you can't keep a community center open to keep the kids' minds occupied and busy opposed to being open to the street. They're already hard-headed. If you don't keep mm. something to keep them interested and busy, yeah. you're going to have Get crime and, and, and uh, underage pregnancy. That's right, girl. Child. You know, because nobody's trying to do anything about it. Everybody's hemming and hawing about what they want to do, but no one's putting forth their effort. But the shit you want to have around, I'm still looking at. Up and down the street, you yeah. me to crack out, too, because I ain't seen a couple of them get kicked in either. They still sitting there all nice and pretty with the ragged chairs out front. Ain't nobody touched it. But the two community centers I had up the street from me are gone. Signs out mm. front, they, you know, they can't keep it open because of the crime. Okay, but you found a way to keep the criminals in business. I mean, come on now, seriously. The priorities, man. Like, nah, the, the, you know, the, the options are needed, and the priorities are shifted backwards as far as like I, I it can't is. say. So, I, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, um, and I'm not, I know, like I said, man, like Kaepernick and like Chance the Rapper, are just like exceptions, you know what I mean, or whatever. But you know, there are there are cats that are out there putting in the groundwork, and I salute them. And there just needs to be more of that across the board. It sure does. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't say it ain't your child. The child ain't gonna be right. Somebody help you. Too many of them I've sat and heard on different shows, interviews, wrote books saying that if it weren't for a community center somewhere, they wouldn't have made it because they had a way of the way to get away. Why aren't you helping the other reach back up the other children who need that done? Like I said, Daisy, Ice Cube, Ice T, Wreck um, One, a couple of other guys have done that. They they tried to keep you know the community centers going in their areas. So yeah, but everybody, but everybody out. doesn't, but everybody doesn't have that multi million. You know, mogul, they can do that for them. You know what I mean? And no. but but that's that's so. So I feel like the people that can, man, like shit, they they might not be obligated to, but in a sense, they kind of they kind of you know should take that you know take that initiative, man, because right. it really is about like what what we're leaving behind to pay for, man. Like if, if that is, if, if there are no options, I'm I can vouch, dog. Like if, if there are no options, yo. Motherfuckers will get into something. They they will mm-hmm. create options, and they're not always mm-hmm. going to be favorable options. And that's um, how we're going to so. become a third-world country, because there's nothing keeping their mind. And don't get mad. I hear too many people on, on social media, and that's all of them across the board, keep saying that the white folk, you know, always stay ahead. That's because the white folks stay thinking. We get we get preoccupied with things we don't need to, like money that ain't gonna last forever. Cause the income tax does not last. Get over it, people. It ain't it ain't but a hot five minutes and then it's gone. Once you've paid your bills or wasted it, you back to your paycheck. I mean, I don't sure. understand 
the things that we do, and then we want to blame. I put that on my Facebook page. You you can't blame everybody. Hold them accountable for what you do. It ain't just the action. It's the person that do the action that's responsible, too. And, I mean, I, a lot of people get mad with me for the things I say. Once again, I'm country. I don't give a damn. I'll direct you the way I live that. You feel like my nails ain't long no more. I'll direct you the way I live. You feel like you bad. That's all I know. Because I'm about tired. I'm 44. I can't even have the things I want. Because other people out there are utilizing the benefits that belong to me says the, says the politicians that I can't have because they're being used on people who don't care. It's now to the point that these women just know they'll be supported so they think with these systems and don't care. It's to the point that society go, but see, a lot of them think if I've made it, I've cleaned for some of them. If I've made it, I don't care if they don't. That's the attitude I get when I go. And I'm going to tell you like mm-hmm. this, because I own my own for 18 years, I go, I can't help you no more. And that's whether you're white or black. Don't stand in front of me and say that it ain't your fault somebody else's child then became bad. I've had three experiences. Exactly. But I've had three experiences with it gone wrong from me doing the right thing. But you know, in the end, though, Derek, I still come out on top because I get every damn thing I need, including the truck that I got no money down and I don't know a payment on until July. So I'm not even trying to worry about, you know what I'm saying? I don't worry about the outcome of what happens to the people who do me wrong, because I always put up there, it ain't even about karma. God don't like ugly. And eventually you'll get what you got. But if you have it to reach back and you you claim that you're a Christian, you have to do that. You have yeah, to I mean, reach back, that, no matter how bad it hurts. One, that's, especially each one teach one, right? Pay exactly. exactly. You can't blame the white man for doing their job. Point to ponder, I got two, two clients who just got uh, people that work for them, both of them sold from their family. Don't you know each one of them, if the owner needs them to go to somebody, go to their house and check their house out while they're going out of town, they send the thief because they white? See, so you can't, a white man going to back their man, I don't give a damn how wrong they are. Let a black person need assistance and you know they're right for needing it. You won't help them because you're scared they're going to get better than you or take from you. I've seen that in the business too. We got the yeah. wrong mentality going forward. All the way. No, that, that that is that is a common mentality, man. Like cats just. It is. It's almost like they're scared to be outdone, and they, they feel like somebody's going to surpass them, man. When exactly. it really ain't always about you, man. Yes. It's about the situation and how you can make it better. Exactly. My grandma had a third grade education, man. Know what she told me the first job I got? She said it's going to be plenty of people out there, honey. Cause I, my first job was at Burger King. She said before I got my business. She said I'm gonna tell you this. There's going to be plenty of people out there that have never ate a burger. Don't you know that woman ain't never lied with a third-grade education? She ain't never lied. There were people walking in when I came there. As long as you had the mentality of being pleasant and open and welcoming, I don't care how bad your day was, as long as you showed them that credibility, I made all kind of business off the side from my job because of who I was standing there. And there were people that told me they had never been in a restaurant till me. My grandma had never lied. It's always going to be somebody who's never been in your venue or will purchase from your venue. It's all how you get them there. It's all in your presentation and how you draw them to you. Because my business started out with nothing but word of mouth. I never came to the table with the money, but I ended up making half a million dollars. I never came with no money to the table. I am a bad bitch. I'm going to tell you just like that because I'm who I am, and I'm going to stay true to who I am. So 18 years later, I'm not mad if I slow down because I will put my 110% into it. This is, although it's the three of us, the butterfly, me and Jay, this is still his baby. But I haven't 
this not one time being up here supporting him if you go back and listen to our shows. I don't have the money to get him. I got my time. And I be going through some terrible shit being on this show with him, but I still give him my 110%. I give y'all my 110%. That's black representing black. PR and my black folk, as I talk about all the time. I don't be about it. I don't be about it. I don't just talk about it. I be about it. No, you swear. That's all I get. Everybody don't do that. They don't do that. And if we got together and do that, we didn't need to have the white man accept us equally. If we got together and worked together as a people, we could overcome them on our own. We just won't do it because you're scared that, that Nietzsche going to make more money than you or end up getting right. more credit that, that, than you that, that, got. It's and it's that's the problem. It's a peacock kind of mentality, man, and it's fucked yeah. up too because it don't matter how how much you put on or how much you damn – just regardless, like they, they, shit, man. If I had a dollar for every time to put somebody on and started down, you know, got them started on the path they walking, man, I wouldn't even have it. I wouldn't have a care in the world. Mm-mm. I mean, but uh, but but the thing is, when it comes time to like reciprocate or do their part to pay it forward for the next thing, man, they all they mm-hmm. think about is don't want to do it. Them. Don't want to do like, it. It's, it's like they're scared of scared of being scared of being outdone. Over. Yeah, I just seen a many of them when I've been to um, government bids. You'd have made a million dollars five times over. You're sitting in a, a million and a half home, so, and somebody asks you for a little bit of information, and you get your ass mm-hmm. on your back and go, she trying to steal from it. How the hell is she trying to steal if she got nothing, and you're sitting in a million and a half dollar house? Yeah. You know, I don't understand that with black folk. I don't get it. I don't get up to this day. I don't. Nah, nah, I'm nah, I feel you on that, but 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 like but like you said, it comes out in other ways, man. Because I I can only, I can only speak for myself on this one right here. Like that that's how like the the you know the whole you know when it comes to build a bridges type thing or when cats start hitting from outside the area or things of that nature. But I know that even like regardless of that, it what what I do is not dependent on what other people do back or reciprocate. It, it makes me it hurts to see when cats don't like get on that same kind of train of thought to make things better in their own area and they, they stay kind mm-hmm. of centered on themselves. But I mean, but, but that's, that has something to do with what I do. That's why when I have a chance, I do, man, that's do like we got our boys and girls type situations or Cypher university, which has been like seven years, like going on um, six, seven years strong mm-hmm. and has spread and become a school organization. And we see people have those kind of options where it's like, man, they might not have had them before. You know, what right. I mean? so like it, it's like so it's like you do what you can to make your space better and hope that exactly. it expands out with it. Hope that somebody from those spaces, man, kind of go forward and plant their own seeds and mm-hmm. learn from it and try to make it better around. So I mean, like I feel good about that and so. And then the opportunities have come. You know, maybe mm-hmm. not directly, but like in other avenues. It's just like I said, the energy that doesn't always come back the way you put it out, but it comes exactly. back. It always do. I'm a witness to that one because, I mean, it, it, you're not going to get it the way you think, but it's always somebody looking at you you didn't think was saying you no man and come right out there and say, do you need his this, you know? And, I mean, and, and it just amazes me because you know you already hurt when you see the people not doing right, the ones that you have him. But for those that watch you do it, it's always somebody in that group that's going to do something for you. To make sure that you know, but you gotta will be willing to put forth that effort, and that's what's wrong with black folk now. They they're not willing. Those that have made it are not willing to reach back at all, and that's the solid truth. They're not and, willing to reach back. And and that's part of the mentality we're talking about, man. There are people, well, not my problem. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they wonder mm-hmm. why there ain't no options for 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 their kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, going down and the road she, because why, why because everybody had that fucking mentality. 
Yep, or why he or she robbing your house or your son got her pregnant. You know, see, and then you're asking all these questions when there was oh, an opportunity oh, and door open for him to do something. To prevent it, it's like, oh, now they hit close to home, and now it's important? Nah, that ain't how life works, bro. Right, right. They don't want to do preventative. They go on and just do the practical. <clears throat> you right. can do the preventative measures. Nobody wants to put in that work unless it's going to give you credit. Now, if you're going to be all over the TV, then you want to run up there and put your cup up there and put your $20 in. But the people who get no credit for stuff, like me and others, we don't get open credit in the public for nothing that we do. I get my credit from somebody else, and I mean that person is more important to me than anybody else to give me the credit. Cause see, his kind of credit means I'm gonna say it again: a vehicle with no money down, and I don't owe a, I don't owe a payment on it till five months from now. All behind the stuff I did for people, including the last family I did some for that did me wrong. I got a vehicle, no money down, and I don't owe any money till five months from now. Right. They see. See, you know, you don't know who's watching you and what you're doing. You don't know. This is why you always have to keep yourself presentable for the public. I mean, I, I lose my temper now and again, but it's like, it, my good ones outweigh my my temper, and that's a good thing. All the good I do outweigh my temper because if it was vice versa, I'd be in a lot of trouble. But the things I do, the good things, always outweigh my temper. And people go, why do you do it? Or they say, you get what you deserve because I did the right thing. No, I don't. Getting what I deserve is I ain't got to pay nothing on that truck I got until five months from now. That's, that's well, getting what I deserve. You know what I mean? I, you you, know, you got to look at it the right way. And people have that. I hate selfish, stubborn, you know, people who are stingy. I, I can't deal with that. And this is where black folk have evolved. We went right back to that slave mentality. Of being selfish and standing that, 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 and, and that self is some, that is that is some Willie Lynch type self division type shit. You know, it, it is mm-hmm. left over from that. And our children are suffering from it across the country. Kinds of ways you got no men representing the boys, and so the boys think they're girls, even though they still got manly functions. And then you got you got really hardly no women representing the girls, and the girls thinking they're something, and you still have periods. I'm, I mean, you know, it's it's. I don't know what's going on that, you know, everybody, you want to say you for something and you represent something, but what are you teaching these kids in general? Even if this child is is determined to be this particular way, there's no one guiding them. Mm. So basically what they're going to do is going to be misunderstood and all out of control because there is no guidance mm. and there is no one teaching them direction, no guidance True. and direction into how to handle these situations they want to put themselves in. There's no one there to do this. Everybody goes, not my problem, or or don't judge them, or love everybody. You hear all that bullshit, but there's no one teaching them how to (laughs) handle But there got to be some some action behind it. You can't just be on some kumbaya around the campfire shit and hope it's just going to fall into place off of love. You got to put some action behind the words. Exactly. And that, that's that's really that's really why I said like why why I want to do what I what I told y'all I want to do, man. Because I feel like man, at least if I can do my part, you know, I I have been you know teaching you know martial arts a lifestyle stuff that is got the mm-hmm. self discipline and the way of life behind it is centered on health. Um, yes, the, the 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 hip hop you know type of stuff that I do, man. I know there's a spine MCs producing the people that want to get started, and even from the cypher to kids. I mean, little kids, man. They just don't know where to start. And like I said, man, the boys and girls club actually has a hip hop program, you know. Mm-hmm. So like we did the workshop, and they got they got equipment there, and they got kids, man, from 12 to freaking 21. 
mm-hmm. know what I mean? They, they might not have had another option. Might have been fucked up. Like, if, if they didn't have that to go to, they'd be in a bad place. Uh, for the last uh, about three or four, about the about three years back to back, big ups to Constant Legacy up in in Berryville, Virginia, because we used to go out the, there's a children's hospital for at-risk teens that he works at, man, that uh, mm-hmm. they used to have a music therapist. We used to go out there uh, every year, man, to do, like, uh, to, to actually mentor these kids, and we do a performance for them. And when it was dope because we go out there and we, we perform for them and we talk to them, and it'd be the kind of thing that some of what we did, man, just um, – they they didn't have options, man. We're talking about crack babies, abuse, abuse kids and stuff of that nation. It's like mm-hmm. literally we would come back up the next year and they would be performing for us exactly. and telling their and telling their stories. And it was real powerful, man. And it's like mm-hmm. that that kind of thing, man, like um really, you know, I think it's kinda of like, you know, something that you can do or or, you know, some way that you can contribute, man. Yeah, I feel like you should, man. Fuck that. Yo, I'm too cool yeah. for this or nah, you know, like it nah man, sometimes you just gotta put all that aside and man, just think about sure like that, man, what can I do? You know, like to, to make Anything. things you know, it ain't gotta uh, be millions of dollars you ain't got. It ain't gotta be millions of dollars, those it, it can be your time. Your time is one of the most precious things that you got. Your time and energy. Some some for some of them kids, that's all they want they is somebody to care and pay them some man. You know that from dealing with them. That's all they want and, is somebody and to care. And just show them that they, they and show them that they actually do have options, man. That means that, go, go ahead, go ahead, mother. Mhm. That's all they want no, is somebody I mean, to actually listen to their heart. That's all. That's all. And, and like we literally get calls, man. Kind of legacy, man. Big ups if you listen, man. But uh, they they, they would literally, man. That would be the thing they look forward to for the year, and that would be the thing that just made them just kind of, kind of, you, you could see the glow in them. We get calls three, four months later, like, man, yo, when y'all coming back? Because these kids, man, like they, they're, and they be on their best behavior because, like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a hospital for this things or whatever. It's like, yo, they they're, they're, they they got a lot of pent up energy, so it's not always peachy, you know, or rosy mm-hmm. there, man, but, like, mm-hmm. they could tell an instant change in their demeanor and the way they cared about themselves, like, it gave them, like, some kind of, you know, a, a bit of self-esteem or confidence or whatever, man, it, it just showed them that, man, dog, like, it don't matter what you dealt, man, like, you still got options, bro, it, it don't have to be bad for you, man. Derek, all you had to do is say your life, at 38, you are another example, like Jay, of a man raised, I don't know how the hell, but appropriately that you know your limits, you know that you want to be a damn good father when you choose to be one, or a damn good husband, a partner to somebody, and not just somebody, baby daddy, or you know, um, you know, somebody who produced children out there. You guys have a responsible leadership about you, and that's what these kids need to see. And and they're missing that because there are too many men far in between that still don't have that mentality y'all got. And I know you get ridiculed for it because they do all the time. You get ridiculed for being a real man. See, in case women are listening, that's what a real man is, one that's going to be honest with you and not want to sit around and produce a bunch of children they ain't going to raise. That's the kind of man you want to look for. Now, it's hard to get them to keep their I mean, it's hard for you to nail them down, but... That's the kind of guy you want to look for that's honest and say, look, baby, I ain't trying to handle cheering right now. I got my career ahead of me. This thing won't do. Now, we can get together and hang out until I'm ready. An honest man like that is what you want. Not one that's going to lollygag and kick that bullshit until you end up leaving your high and dry with three, four kills. It's not a man. Yeah. Nah, that's, a sperm a sperm donor. Donor. that's a sperm donor and a jackass. A man is oh, yeah. these guys like the two of them. 
That's the man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, don't start. I know you want to say some more things, but uh, we're at the end of the show. Uh, is there anything you want to plug, any social media, any links you want to let the people know right quick? Uh, again, man, Ghost Dog is, is my name is an MC, and it literally is. If you want to find me anywhere online, it's Ghost Dog MC. That is my Twitter, my Facebook, uh, my Instagram. Um, if you want to find me on Spotify, iTunes, um, where, wherever you go for digital music, I will be there. And the latest release of Dreams of Wonder, Samurai, uh, got another release um, under, under the moniker of Phantom Blade. That's me and Sharp Cuts. We've got a joint coming out uh, later this summer. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And, and yeah, man, I want to big up my crew, 1100 Hunters, and anybody that happened to listen. Yo, Cesar Comanche, I appreciate you tuning in for a second, bro. I know you're a very busy man. Um, look forward to and rocking, jo- and rocking, rocking again, Cesar. Say again. Join us back in Blacktopia, man. It's a good group, man. Uh, post your stuff, post your studio information, all that stuff, man. We we want to welcome you back. Um, and, and and thank you, Ghost Off, for this interview. Thank you for chopping it up with us. You made a lot of great points. We'd love to have you back in the future, man. And um, I just want to let you all know you've been listening to Blacktopia presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Father the Country Cleaning Lady, some guy named Jay Adrian Charleston. And uh, Birdman, is there anything you want to say to us right quick? Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. Uh, we got no more talking. Good night. Night, y'all. Good night. Good night.